0: Hey, so here with George Mason University. We are talking to Dr. Justin Hagel today. Uh, he's an assistant professor at ODU, which is Old Dominion University uh, in Virginia. Uh, he studies adapted physical education, particularly in relation to individuals with visual impairments. Uh, so here we go with the new episode of playing with research in health and physical education. Alright, so the article we're highlighting today is titled, Understanding the Inclusiveness of Integrated Physical Education from the Perspectives of Adults with Visual Impairments. Uh, This was recently accepted for publication in Adapted Physical Activity Quarterly, so it'll be coming out soon, Uh, and Justin, thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, Risto. I'm happy to join you once again here on Playing with Research and Health and Physical Education and also representing the APE community. Um, Just quickly would like to acknowledge my co-authors on this particular paper in order of authorship, um, Dr. Sam Hodge from The Ohio State University, uh, Dr. Sheeha Drew and Steve Holland from Old Dominion University, and then Dr. Wes Wilson from University of Louisiana at Lafayette.
0: Awesome. And I noticed that you said The Ohio State University, which is very, very important to say, apparently. so um, so let's get started. So maybe you could talk about the population you worked with in the study, um, individuals with visual impairments. So based on your overall body of research, it seems to be a disability group that you're particularly interested in. Can you talk about what draws you to this group?
1: Uh, sure thing, Risto. So I, I started working with people with visual impairments about 12 years ago uh, when I got involved in a sport camp for children with visual impairments in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, I ended up directing that uh, that camp for uh, 10 years as one of the co-directors of the program. Um, so every summer I would spend um, a few weeks in July up in Alaska, uh, which was lovely. Um, and then a couple of years back, I left it in the hands of a couple of my former students, which also was fantastic. Um, so I'd give, I'd credit uh, that particular camp and maybe that first instance of getting involved in that camp uh, for getting me started both on the pest path of conducting research in adapted PE, but then also more specifically um, with people with visual impairments.
0: Yeah, and I'd say better to go to Alaska in July than February, so good summer camp. Um, so I noticed that you're pretty intentional about using this, the term integration in this study, uh, whereas often we see the term inclusion used when referring to students with disabilities in general physical education. Can you talk a little bit about that terminology and why that's important to distinguish? Uh,
1: Yes, and and this seems to be one of my favorite things to talk about recently. And so essentially it's my belief, um, and this is something that people in the field have said for a number of years, uh, that what many people think of as inclusion, quote unquote, in schools is actually the integration of individuals with disabilities into physical spaces with those without disabilities. So it's, a, it's an integrated setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this setting is often left unchanged or slightly modified and it's often left up to the students to figure out how to adapt to the setting. So the emphasis here again um, is that integration or integrated is a placement or a physical space. Um, inclusion or the feeling of being included is a subjective feeling of acceptance, value, and belonging that is experienced by an individual. So uh, inclusion as an educational philosophy is conceptualized and implemented in a way that promotes uh, the sense of acceptance, value, and belonging to those within the setting, and it could be an integrated setting. Um, I have another paper. Um, It's in press uh, with Quest currently uh, that lays out these differences more thoroughly. Um, And this is somewhat of a contentious issue in adapted PE, but again, it, it is information that's been discussed quite a bit over the last 30 years or so.
0: Okay and we can uh, link to those papers as well. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit about the movement toward integrated physical education and just in general? Um, what are some of the benefits and challenges associated with educating children with disabilities in physical education classes with their non-disabled peers?
1: Yeah, so the movement toward the education of students with disabilities in integrated general education settings now underpins education internationally. Um, However, it's not without concerns. For example, uh, scholars, and and this is before I started doing any work in this area, um, have noted that integrated settings can be discriminatory in in that they often fail to facilitate full access to the curriculum for those with disabilities. Thus, even though those with disabilities are in the same physical space as those without disabilities, their experiences are often subjectively different. Um, I believe this phenomenon happens because of the largely unquestioned nature of practices deemed to be inclusive. Um, as many people in education, including those in physical education, have become comfortable with the belief that inclusion is successful. Um, Thus, while many practices that occur in PE are well-intentioned, they they may have the unintended and often unnoticed consequences for those who are being quote-unquote included that are somewhat discriminatory.
0: Yeah, and up until I read this paper, I didn't actually Ever think of the other side of that? I just kind of assume that. All right, these are the laws that we need to follow. This is what I teach in when I briefly cover adapted physical activity, physical education in our secondary classes. And I didn't see that other side to it. So it was it was interesting. Um, So let's get to this specific study. What was your purpose, and what kind of led you to conduct this specific research?
1: Uh, I started working. Uh, On this specific paper, because of numerous conversations that I've had both with persons with visual impairments in prior studies, Um, I've done a a series of studies now asking people uh, who have visual impairments what PE was like for them and what Mm -hmm. meaning they made out of those experiences, Um, as well as talking to people in the field, uh, both scholars and teachers who believe that what we're doing is facilitating those feelings of inclusion and so I I wanted to look a little deeper into this and so the purpose of this study was to examine the perspectives of individuals with visual impairments toward inclusion and the inclusiveness of their integrated physical education experiences.
0: Okay. And in your methods section you refer to this study as a qualitative descriptive approach. Um, What does that mean, and why is it an an appropriate fit for the current uh, investigation? Uh,
1: So the qualitative descriptive approach is a relatively non-restrictive methodology that permits researchers to select from a variety of techniques regarding sampling, sources of data, uh, data collection and analysis, and data presentation. And so we selected this approach because of uh, the inherently data-near characteristics of the approach, which allowed us to ensure that the uh, participants' voices were clearly
0: represented throughout. Right, and so how did you identify uh, the participants? Was it, I mean, difficult to find a sufficient number of participants, um, or how did you how did you go about that? Yes,
1: so we um, we identify participants for this study, and this is a process that we've used for uh, a number of qualitative studies now. Um, through a listserv uh, that is hosted by the National Research and Training Center on Blindness and Low Vision at Mississippi State University. And we're very thankful for them to allow us to use their listserv. Um, And the listserv essentially includes adults with visual impairments who are interested in participating in research. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we we then um, use telephone interviews specifically in these studies um, because of the challenge in getting a group of um, adults with visual impairments to participate in the surrounding area.
0: Right. And when we're moving into your results section, uh, it's broken into three themes. So they include, the first one is, I always felt like a misfit, a missing sense of belonging, acceptance and value. Uh, The second one, I felt very excluded, very pushed to the side, lack of access to activity participation. And then the third one, Even though it sucked, I do agree with it. Preference for integrated settings. So let's start with the discussion of the first one. What did you find related to missing sense of belonging, acceptance, and value?
1: Right, so so largely the participants recalled that they did not experience feelings of belonging, acceptance, or value during their integrated PE experiences, uh, suggesting that these classes did not contribute to feelings associated with inclusion. Uh, for example, one participant noted that, quote, no, not really. I always felt like a misfit. I think physical education was like the part of this part of the school where I felt the most disabled. In PE, I couldn't hide. There was no way for me to make it seem like I was a normal kid. It bothered me a lot. Um, like this participant, many others noted that they felt different than their peers in PE, which influenced feelings of anxiety and being uncomfortable within the group and feeling really awkward. Um, the participants focused quite a bit on the lack of sense of being valued both by their physical educator and peers. And, and so just, uh, just for explaining reasons, uh, this is not me saying that they didn't feel valued. This is them reflecting back on their experiences right. and saying um, they didn't feel valued. And, and so some of the participants were feeling like uh, the, the PE teachers thought they were just additional work or an inconvenience. And so one participant said quote, I felt like I was a nuisance, like they didn't really want to deal with me. And another, another participant said, quote, they saw me as a set of adaptions that they needed to make. Um, and so this theme could be, cu- could be summed up quite well by this statement by one participant who described how he was not he, he did not view himself as a valued member of the class. And so he said, quote, how does a teacher show value? The teacher shows value by using you as an example or a demonstration also by using you as a team captain. A teacher shows value by taking a student and making them a positive example or a leader in the class. I saw them do this for other students, but I was never in this role. How could a teacher always do this? No, or can a teacher always do this? He can't, but it never happened in my experience. I was very aware that I was something they had to deal with because of my visual impairment. I was someone that they had to accommodate, and you don't ever wanna feel like that. That's the opposite of feeling valued.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it's the opposite of what the the spirit of this integration movement is, is to not have those students feel the most disabled they feel during the whole entire school day and to be felt as a nuisance or not being valued. So um, that's a that's an interesting result. Um, In your second section, uh, this one focused on lack of access to activity participation. Um, can you talk us through a little bit about what it meant in the context of your study for, the, for your participants?
1: Sure. So, there were a bunch of different things that informed the feelings of the participants, but a critical aspect uh, uh, that informed the participants' views of their experiences and the lack of subjective feelings of uh, in- being included was associated with the lack of access to activities. And Each participant in the study explained that, for the most part, Uh, they were not active and full participants in activities with their peers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rather exclusion from activities was constant and took on several forms such as participating in parallel activities as well as being removed completely. Uh, One participant said, quote, I always wondered why we both him and his peers uh, didn't play with each other. My PE teacher would always just pull me to the side and throw a ball with me, but I wasn't active with my peers. Another one recalled just sitting on the bench Um, A third one said, uh, PE was a place I had to go, or just a place I had to go. The teachers didn't want to work with me, so I would just be sitting on the side listening to the other kids. So it really wasn't inclusive. Um, I was just there. I was an outsider. I was with them, the peers, but I wasn't. Uh, It definitely made me feel different and like I was a burden on the teachers. Um, And so for many of the participants, the lack of access informed negative feelings toward PE, such as separation and embarrassment and discomfort, which conflicts with these ideals associated with inclusion. Uh, For example, one participant recalled that when she was relegated to the role of being a server during a volleyball activity, uh, she reflected that, quote, it was an embarrassing and awkward experience. I just felt weird and different. I would serve and the rest of the time I would just stand there and look stupid. Um, This theme can be summarized nicely by this final narrative. Uh, where the participants said quote I felt very excluded very pushed to the side they the teachers say everyone do this but Shelly you don't you just do this uh, insinuating that she would do something uh, different or parallel I didn't argue because I didn't know what they want what they were asking for in the first place it just added to a sense of separation I felt annoyed embarrassed and separated
0: And. I guess it was surprising to read the third theme. Based on the first two themes, you start thinking that this integration experience may not be the way to go. But even though the participants thought that integrated settings, quote, sucked, they still preferred that over separate adapted physical education. So can you talk us through some of that?
1: Yeah, I I was surprised as well with this. Um, The participants that even noted that they, quote, hated PE or had, quote, a terrible experience, they still found value in participating in integrated PE settings. And so one participant focused on the benefits uh, that her teacher and her peers would have and said, I think it gives the teacher a new perspective, like, hey, maybe we could make this work, or make it more adaptive, or be more flexible with activities. I think it could provide a teachable moment for them to think, hey, these people with visual impairments can also be included with this activity, and they can then modify things for their future students. And with my peers, maybe my involvement could make them understand that with the right adaptations and accommodations, someone with a disability can fully participate. Uh, For other participants, it appeared that they simply were unaware of other options, and so, I found this to be interesting, participants noted that, quote, they would have gone crazy with having no physical education options, Mm -hmm. Uh, while another one said, I think uh, being integrated into PE is important, but I also think it brings unique challenges. It needs a lot of work, but I think it was better than having no PE altogether or being stuck somewhere where I wasn't expected to do anything. I don't think it was the best, but I also don't know what else could have been done. Um, so it, I think I think importantly here, there are some people who found that there are benefits for um, the other people in the physical space, while others simply didn't realize that there are other physical spaces that they could have received PEN.
0: Interesting. So, what's the main kind of takeaway from this study, in your opinion?
1: Um, I think the main takeaway is pretty simple. I think people with visual impairments wanna be educated in integrated settings and wanna feel included. Um, However, physical education context may not be providing experiences that inform those feelings. Um, It seems as though PE programs that are are hoping to be inclusive may actually be providing experiences that are quite exclusive and that those with and without disabilities may be experiencing the same context quite differently. Um, in my view, the study helps provide some continued motivation to problematize integrated education, with the understanding that integrated environments are the preferred setting.
0: Right. So from your perspective, what are the main implications of this study for both physical education teachers and then also adapted physical educators? So I guess... Kind of in other words, how can we apply these findings to better meet the needs and interests of students with visual impairments in physical education settings?
1: So, I get this question a lot. um, And I get it from other researchers as well as people in the field who read studies like this one and other ones that we've done that have shown that integrated settings are are, be challenging for people with disabilities. Um, and so I do think the study provides some insight into the need for access to the curriculum. However, we don't have much research that describes how or if that's possible. And so we have many papers in journals like joperd or Palestra or strategies that provide recommendations to include youth with visual impairments, but very few are evidence-based and many conflict with practices that we've found in this and other studies that do not necessarily help students with visual impairments feel included. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, more research really needs to be conducted that helps us understand how those with visual impairments can experience um, senses of inclusion in PE and maybe how they also experience these best practices um, that have been publicized and published in other journals um, so that we can understand whether or not those should be used in schools or if they, or maybe if they should be discarded
0: right so any final thoughts about this particular study that you want to pass along to the listeners
1: yeah I my hope is that this research encourages others to problematize issues related to the inclusiveness of integrated PE and to help develop an understanding of how to provide inclusive experiences for those with disabilities I think the research should be extended to people with other disabilities uh, and people without disabilities as well I, I also don't I very much believe that research is needed that is conducted on people without disabilities to see whether the adaptations that are made for people with disabilities influence the experiences of everybody in that physical space.
0: Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, We really appreciate the work and uh, specifically coming on to this uh, podcast to kind of bridge, bridge that gap a little bit from adapted physical education and physical education that should not be separate but i think you know dialogue like this uh helps a lot Um, i also want to thank kevin richards and aaron Senteo for doing all the uh, back background work on uh, a lot of these podcasts so uh justin can you let people know where they can find more information on uh current work you're doing or your social media Um, i i think i saw that you have a, a doctoral position open um at ODU as well is that right
1: sure so um yes so we we are currently uh looking to recruit a PhD student or or multiple PhD students uh, if we get qualified applicants to work in either adapted PE or PE research Um, depending on who you would work with it would be either myself or Dr Sheeha Drew Um, so thank you for allowing me to plug that um this specific paper will um was just accepted I think last week from APAC. Um, so it'll likely be coming out in an issue sometime in 2020. Um, you could also look for me on um, on ResearchGate. Um, I, I try to keep that updated as much as possible as well as on, on the Twitter. Um, my my uh, tag is at Justin underscore Hagel, which is H-A-E-G-E-L-E. Um, on Twitter. I, I also want to thank you Risto for again providing a voice to those working in the area of adapted PE. I mean I find your podcast to be quite inclusive pun intended uh, of different viewpoints uh, which is clearly a reflection of like your value and what you value in research in the field.
0: Well, what I value is our good puns and that was right up there. so uh, appreciate your time. Uh, thank you everybody for listening we're gonna, um link to the article and to all of uh, the information that we just talked about so just go into the notes section and um that's all we got for uh this episode thanks for listening